With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you want to know what people are talking about when it comes to your Minnesota Vikings over the weekend? Well, we have it here on the Vikings Daily Opener. Hey, everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener this day, Monday. July 17th, 2023, and we are now 55 days away from the Vikings week one season opener. But first, we have to have training camp, and training camp's just about a week away. Yay! We'll start it off with Tyler Fornis over on Vikings Wire, who's given us a Vikings 2023 training camp one burning question at each position on offense. That makes me suspect there'll be a defensive one, too. Well, let's see what Tyler feels about this. Tyler feels there are some burning questions on the offensive side of the ball that we need to keep an eye on. Firstly, we need to ask ourselves if quarterback Kirk Cousins will be more comfortable with the offense in the second year with the same offense, same offensive coordinator, and same offensive play caller. Cousins was asked to learn his fifth offense during his tenure with the Vikings last year. It was evident he struggled early in the season. However, as the season progressed, we saw him become more comfortable with the checks and option routes. So how will it impact his performance in 2023? 
Will he be able to take things to another level and eliminate some of the 58 three and outs from 2022? God, let's hope so. Things are turning upward in that regard and with the returning continuity of the offense. Next up, we have to ask ourselves, is Alexander Madison, can he hold on to the RB1 job after the departure of Dalvin Cook? Madison has been asked to step up and lead the Vikings running game, but he's not as dynamic as Cook. He plays well in all phases of the game, including on third down as a pass blocker, but the players behind him have maybe a little bit more juice than Madison. So will Ty Chandler, Kanane Wangu, or Dwayne McBride, our new rookie, get more opportunities than Madison? Thirdly, the question remains if Jordan Addison will take over as wide receiver too. Addison missed some of the OTAs in minicamp due to a hamstring injury. But that shouldn't impact his performance early in the regular season since he was in attendance for all the practices. However, the curiosity here is how quickly, if at all, does Addison suppress K.J. Osborne for the wide receiver two spot? Osborne came on in the final four weeks of last season, gaining 350 of his 650 yards during those games. His work ethic has been lauded by the team, and his performance has matched. Addison still is likely to see the field on third downs, but the projected increase of 12 personnel could limit him initially. Speaking of 12 personnel, fourth, we need to examine what kind of impact Josh Oliver will have on the tight end position. 12 personnel is becoming increasingly popular in the NFL. And if you can have two tight ends on the field that can both block well in the running game and attack downfield, it gives you an advantage in the passing game by putting linebackers against your tight ends. Oliver came out of San Jose State as a pass-catching weapon and wasn't known as a good blocker. After the past two seasons playing with the Baltimore Ravens, however, he is now viewed as a great blocking tight end. The Vikings could unleash havoc with Oliver being used as a secret weapon. Fifth, we have to wonder how Brian O'Neill will return from injury and maintain his status as one of the best right offensive tackles in the league. When the Vikings drafted O'Neill in 2018, it was viewed as a panic selection, as there was a large offensive line run right before he was taken. O'Neill has turned out to be the best of the bunch. However, there are serious questions about him in 2022 after partially tearing his Achilles tendon in Week 17 game against the dreaded and awful Green Bay Packers. Luckily, it was just a partial tear, so the repair process is much easier, which in turn helps with his explosiveness, hopefully coming faster as he heals. If he shows some struggles early, it's not to be expected, but concern will start to mount as the season progresses. Hopefully, he won't show those struggles. Finally, we need to examine if Ed Ingram can take the next step in his development after a difficult rookie season. As a rookie, Ingram started 
all 18 games, including the wild card game in the playoffs. He played 1,225 snaps, which was the sixth most at guard in the league. The difficult part was that he allowed a league high 63 pressures during that time. Oh, that was horrible. Allowing him to struggle through his rookie season, in theory, is going to help him in the long run, as he was afforded the ability to learn on the fly. With the Vikings bringing back their entire offensive line from 2022, Ingram should feel more comfortable in his surroundings as well. Give him a full offseason, good coaching. I think we can expect wonderful things from Ed Ingram. But hey, that's just me, Dave. You know how I love the round bellies. Those are just a few of the questions that Tyler's going to be keeping an eye on, as we all should. As Vikings training camp is due to kick off soon. Next week, baby. Yes. Next, we're going to go to a Savion Mixon article again over on Vikings Wire. Vikings offensive tackles receive critical acclaim ahead of training camp. Christian Darisaw and Brian O'Neill have been hailed as two of the better tackles in the league. Darisaw has a breakout season in 2022, allowing only five sacks in total and earning a PFF grade of 90.4, which was good for second among offensive tackles in the NFL per PFF. On the other side, O'Neal amassed a nicely respectable 82.7 PFF grade before partially tearing his Achilles on the New Year's Day game against the Cheeseheads. Jeremy Fowler, senior national reporter for ESPN, acquired the opinions of executive scouts and coaches on the top 10 offensive tackles in the league. Darisaw and O'Neal received votes, with Darisaw ranked ninth best in the NFL. Fowler then described in depth how both players received their respective rankings. Darisaw showed enormous potential in his second season. After missing five games as a rookie in 2021, he posted an 80.5% run-blocking win rate in 2022, which is second best among tackles in the group. While some voters think he isn't ready for the top 10, those who are high on him are very high. Supreme talent, an AFC executive said. Really natural athlete. He'll be higher on this list next year. He's essentially still a rookie because he's missed some time. That's a heck of a quote from whatever AFC executive that was. O'Neal has been on the Minnesota's most consistent player list for the past three years. Before an Achilles injury shortened his 2022 season, he had started every game since 2020. When he got paid, I remember being surprised a bit. But he's a quality starter, an AFC exec said. Maybe not elite, but really solid. Good athletic ability, technically sound, can get out and run, a wall and seal type guy. Probably on the fringe of top 10. Not bad by that AFC exec. While O'Neal wasn't recognized, 
USA Today's writer, Doug Farrar, ranked Darisaw 11th in his top 11 offensive tackles ranking. Farrar states that he would have liked to put Darisaw higher, but there was still a, quote, need in development in certain areas, unquote, for the 24-year-old. However, the fact that Darisaw was still able to make the rankings despite these few shortcomings, quote, says a lot about everything Darisaw does well, according to Farrar. Farrar gives specific examples via film of Darisaw's ability to take over a rep. Quote, from a power and technique perspective, Farrar encapsulates his thoughts on Darisaw while describing his impact on a run play against Washington. Darisaw also has a nice knack for switching shoulders against a defensive lineman in the run game and sealing them off. Darisaw still has some technique fixes to make in his game, but the arrow is pointing up. Yes, it is there, Doug. Other than the Philadelphia Eagles, no other team has both of their tackles recognized in these rankings. Having a reliable answer at both tackle positions is essential in today's NFL, where the defenses are evolving and the players can cause chaos from all over the field. Defensive coordinators are bringing pressure from all over with the emphasis on edge of the tackle box. Offenses must have athletic, consistent tackles to combat this threat in both the run and passing game. Fortunately for Minnesota, they do. And that is absolutely fantastic. On to the next piece, also written by Savion Mixon. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson recognized as a dark horse NFL MVP candidate. Justin Jefferson, the Minnesota Vikings wideout, is considered the most valuable non-quarterback offensive player in football. He has been recognized as a dark horse candidate for the NFL MVP award, which is a significant achievement. This is because no wide receiver has ever won the award in its 70-year history. Not even Jerry Rice, who had a fantastic 1,848-yard season in 1995. The 33rd team recently listed six dark horse NFL MVP candidates before training camp. And Andy Benoit believes that Justin Jefferson has a chance to be the first receiver to claim the prestigious award. Benoit believes that Jefferson is the most valuable non-QB offensive player in football, and he can dominate from any alignment on any type of route. This is why he is one of the few wide receivers who can consistently produce against dedicated double teams, especially when Kirk Cousins throws him the ball. Jefferson will be used all over the field in Kevin O'Connell's offense this upcoming season, making him possibly the deadliest weapon in the league outside of the quarterback position. Vikings fans are excited to see how O'Connell will utilize this talented young receiver and how he will continue to shine throughout the season. Minnesota is no stranger to having non-QBs win the award. In 2012, Adrian Peterson won the MVP award, becoming the last non-quarterback to do so. If Jefferson continues to play at his current level, he could join Peterson and make history 
by becoming the first wide receiver to win the award. Hey, hitting 2,000 yards would go a long way towards that. So let's cheer on Justin Jefferson, the Viking superstar wide receiver, and hope that he can continue to dominate the NFL this season and bring home the prestigious MVP award. Hey, let's all hope. Now, before we get into the next section of this Vikings daily opener, where we look back in history, both near and far, Dave needs a coffee break, so he'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I'm back. And I realized I talked about myself in the third person. That's a little strange. Anyways, now on to our historical content. Like I said, we're going to start near and go far. First piece by one of my favorite beat writers ever, Mr. Judd Zolgad. Zolgad assessing Kevin O'Connell's first season as the Vikings head coach. Judd wrote an assessment of Kevin O'Connell's first season as the Vikings head coach. Judd Zolgad of USA Today recently wrote an article where he has discussed O'Connell's accomplishments and where there is room for growth. One of the most significant accomplishments was implementing a new culture and getting more from the offense. When O'Connell took over as head coach, he inherited a difficult situation. Given that few roster moves were made after the 8-9 and finish in a miserable final season under the previous coach, Mike Zimmer. O'Connell's enthusiasm and attitude were the opposite of Zimmer's, which immediately changed the feeling around the team. Players no longer had to walk on eggshells, providing a freedom that didn't exist in Zimmer's final seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. O'Connell's mission wasn't only to change the Vikings' culture, but also to get more from the offense that finished 14th in points and 12th in yards in 2021. Cousins never had been a guy Zimmer seemed to want around, and there was little communications between the two. However, it was the opposite with O'Connell, who spent plenty of time with Kirk and also called the offensive plays. The Vikings' offense wasn't as consistent as O'Connell's wanted to be in the first season, but it jumped to 8th in points and 7th in yards. Cousins tied an NFL record by engineering eight fourth-quarter comebacks 
and wide receiver Justin Jefferson went from good to great, leading the NFL with 128 receptions for 1,809 yards. However, there remains room for growth with the offense, but O'Connell's first season provides confidence that this unit will be better in 2023. Zolgad also notes that the hiring of Ed Donatel as the defensive coordinator was a mistake. Donatel was a longtime NFL assistant who had been Vic Fangio's defensive coordinator in Denver. O'Connell expected the defense that confused opponents and provided a variety of looks from a 3-4 base. Instead, he got a defense that spent much of the season looking confused and being too predictable with a too-high safety shell, a unit that was gutted by Spielman and regressed under Zimmer, falling to 24th in points and 30th in yards, got even worse, finishing 28th in points against and 31st in yards. Donatel's job was thought to be in jeopardy late in the season, but he wasn't dismissed until after the playoff loss to the Giants. Fortunately, O'Connell didn't compound the mistake by sticking with Donatel and instead made the move to hire former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. Flores is expected to run a scheme that brings pressure and is consistently aggressive. The Vikings still have question marks, the cornerback being the primary one, but Flores' presence should provide an immediate upgrade. Another big decision O'Connell faces is who he wants to be his quarterback. Cousins is going into his final year of his contract, and the Vikings elected not to extend it. O'Connell and general manager Quasi Adolfo Menza feel there could be better options than Cousins. Cousins had some of his stats dip last season, but his ability to provide in a clutch increased. The eight-part quarterback docuseries that debuted on Netflix this week featured Cousins as one of the three quarterbacks it followed through last season. Watching the behind-scenes interaction between Cousins and O'Connell was extremely interesting and shows just how closely the coach and quarterback work together. If Kirk can be as successful as O'Connell hopes this season, the Vikings are either going to have to give the veteran one more big contract or turn their attention to the draft and free agency. If O'Connell is asked about the subject during the season, he will say his focus is on the present. But the future of the position will be on his mind until a long-term solution is found. Overall, O'Connell's first season saw the Vikings win 13 games before suffering a disappointing playoff loss. But with a win-loss record attached to his name, we can evaluate O'Connell's performance and see where there's room for growth. There are more tests ahead for O'Connell, but his even-keel approach personality should be an asset, especially when things don't go smoothly. Good analysis, Judd. Thank you very much. And now to the next deeper delve into the history of the Vikings. This time we're heading over to the Daily Norseman. Good friend of mine, Warren Ludford, wrote a review of Cousins and the Net 
Netflix QB documentary. Netflix quarterback series, a review. Good title there, Warren. The highly anticipated Netflix series quarterback was released, and it featured the one and only Kirk Cousins. The eight-episode series followed the lives of Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota throughout the 2022 NFL season. While all three quarterbacks had interesting stories, it was Kirk Cousins who emerged as the most compelling and multidimensional personality of the three. In the series, Cousins detailed the ups and downs of the season, the mental and physical grind, and why he wants to keep playing. He was the most willing to provide the complete access to his life and offered the most revealing takes and insights. This made his season story more compelling than the others. Cousins went from sprinkles of self-deprecating humor to a shot at his critics with the quote from Margaret Thatcher. He mixes in access to his sessions with the Vikings team psychologist, the ride home from the playoff loss, and details of regrets on plays and games with the high points being after the wins against the Bills, the Patriots, and the Colts. Cousins' analytical mindset about his preparation and taking care of his body can be tracked back to his college days when he majored in kinesiology. Kinesiology is the scientific study of the human body movement that addresses the physiological, anatomical, biometrical, pathological, neuropsychological principles and the mechanisms of movement. Boy, I haven't said those words in a long, long time. Kirk takes a comprehensive and analytic approach to his preparation and development, more so it seems than other quarterbacks. However, at times it feels like he does it almost to a fault. There are times when you get the impression that Cousins may spend a little too much time trying to get that extra little edge through some analytical preparation exercise to the point where it makes it difficult for him to simply rely on his instincts and experience on occasion when his preparation didn't prepare him adequately for this given situation. Yes, that's the Kirk Cousins we all know. Having said that, he does seem to have improved in that area in recent years, particularly last year. He's also improved even more from the quarterback he was when he first arrived in Minnesota, one who tended to press in high-leverage situations, to one that was more better at performing in those situations last year. Chalking up an all-time league record in eight game-winning drives, tied with Matthew Stafford, in a single season. That's great, and I attribute that Coach Kevin O'Connell, but it's great for Kirk, and it was wonderful to see. The documentary helped to give Cousins something he's been lacking in the league since he first became a starter. Respect. For all those quirkinesses, Cousins displayed in the series over his career, players and coaches that viewed the series will likely have more respect for Cousins than they did before. And Cousins may build on that for the future. 
On the other hand, I can see opposing defenses making it a point to hit Cousins in the ribs early and as often as possible each game after watching the series, putting more pressure on the Vikings' offensive line to protect him. But by the same token, the Vikings' offensive line may feel more urgency to maintain a clean pocket for Cousins and to cut down on the number of hits allowed. Overall, the series was an interesting behind-the-scenes look into each quarterback, their personalities, and how they dealt with all what happened to their team during the past season. But it was Kirk Cousins who was easily the most compelling story of the three, and without him, the series would have been a flop. Thank you, Warren, for your critique, with a few of my added pieces in there. We look forward to your next writing. With those two articles, we looked at last year. Now, sticking with the Daily Norseman, we're going back to the Curse of 1998, Part 4. Fourth Quarter Hero's been doing a bang-up job on these and At this point, we enter the Brad Childress era. We continue our journey through the Curse of 1998 series with a closer look at the Brad Childress era. After the firing of Mike Tice, the Vikings continued their downward spiral into the inferno, with a new owner Ziggy Wilf's action signifying the crossing into Dante's fifth circle of hell, anger or wrath. It was a perfect timing for a change, and Brad Childress was chosen as Tice's successor. Childress was a popular opposite of Tice. Where Tice was a player's coach, Childress ruled the locker room with an iron fist. Childress was a tyrant, lacking the intelligence to rule effectively. Throughout his tenure, Childress's stubbornness would eventually alienate every facet of the franchise, bringing a dour and depressing era to the organization. His talents as a personnel manager were also lacking, and he was at odds with players privately and publicly, creating locker room strife on countless occasions. Percy Harvin, Ben Lieber, Matt Burke, and even Randy Moss all had issues with Childress and his leadership style. But it wasn't all doom and gloom during the Childress's tenure. He did bring a professional culture to the organization and put a stop to the off-field antics that defined the Tice era. Childress was a disciplinarian, and Ziggy Wilf's strict code of conduct document given to personnel after the Love Boat scandal was a sign that Wilf was not a happy man and wanted a disciplinarian. One of the most notable moments of the Childress era was his play calling, which was often criticized by fans and analysts alike. One of the most infamous plays was in a game against the 0-4 Lions in 2006. With 9 minutes and 45 seconds left in the contest, the Vikings had the ball on the Lions' 34-yard line, down one point, and sitting at fourth and one. Instead of attempting a 51-yard field goal or going for the first down, Childress called for a pooch punt, which many considered to be the saddest punt of all time. This play call was so ugly. It was ugly enough to drag the Vikings into the sixth circle of Inferno. 
heresy. Childress did not care how football was supposed to be played. He only cared about how he wanted it to be played. Despite the struggles, there were bright spots during the Childress era. The acquisition of Adrian Peterson was a game changer for the Vikings, and he went on to become the AP NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, fulfilling a self-prophecy he had made during the season. Peterson was far from the only star on the team, with the likes of Chad Greenway, Kevin and Pat Williams, the Williams Wall, Matt Burke, Darren Sharper, and Steve Hutchinson all on the roster. As we look ahead to part five of this seven-part series, we'll explore how the Vikings fared in the defining years of the children's era in 2008 and 2009. So stay tuned, Vikings fans, as we, with fourth quarter hero writing about it, continue to delve into the curse of 1998. And if you've missed the first three parts, I highly suggest you go over to the Daily Norseman, look up Fourth Quarter Hero, and read them. They are outstanding. Thank you, buddy, for another great segment writing about Vikings history. Well done. And speaking of history, we are to the last part of the show, and you know what that means. We are 55 days away from the Vikings season opener against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on September 10th. That means we're going to continue the countdown by looking at all that wore the number 55. Today is July 17th, and we are 55 days away from the start of the new season. In honor of that upcoming season, we are taking a look back at some of the standout players who have worn the number 55 for the Minnesota Vikings. Scott Studwell dominates them all. A ninth-round pick in 1977, he spent his entire 14-year career playing career with the Vikings and holds the team record for tackles with 1,981. He was known for his toughness and exceptional tackling ability. His contributions to the team's defense helped lead them to success. Studwell was selected to the Pro Bowl twice and named the team's MVP in 1988, and later inducted into the Vikings Ring of Honor. And we all know Scott, those intense eyes from his playing days. And that all led to him taking over the scouting department for the Vikings for decades. And he retired just a couple years ago from that, and we miss him sorely. Then comes Anthony Barr. The first-round pick in the 2014 draft. He quickly established himself as a leader on the team and a force to be reckoned with on the field. He played a significant role in the Vikings' defensive schemes and earned four consecutive Pro Bowl selections from 2015 to 2018. Barr's speed and agility and versatility allowed him to excel in both run defense and pass coverage. And it was that side-to-side speed, and his ability to cover that made him such a good linebacker under Mike Zimmer's defense. Too bad that is he's aged out because he was a good one. 
Finally, we remember Jack Del Rio, who played for the Vikings from 1992 to 1995 as a linebacker. Del Rio was a notable player during his time with the team and made an important contributions on the defense. He later came back in 2006 and helped coach and has gone on from there to become a head coach in the NFL. And as they say in the military, he brought great credit to himself and to the Minnesota Vikings. Well, folks, that's it for today's Vikings Daily Opener. This day, Monday, July 17th, 2023. Join us tomorrow as we continue with the news of the day and the countdown towards the season. And what do we say? Call Vikings! Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production.